Welcome to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. Dr. Belton is a licensed clinical professional counselor and board-certified hypnotherapist that is here to help you in the areas of mental health awareness, getting yourself ready for therapy, and so much more. Now, here is your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me this morning. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome back to Your Therapy Doctor. And I am your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. Remember to subscribe and follow us on social media. We would love to see you and have you there as well. We're continuing to set the stage for claiming and reclaiming your mental health every day. We are creating positive awareness through information, education, and resources. So come back each Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's get into it. I've been so excited to get back to you and start to talk about the next stage of ensuring and empowering your mental health. Today, we're going to go to the topic of getting you ready for therapy. Whether you have been thinking about it and you need guidance on how to even get started, that's where we're gonna go today. Last week's segment was so encouraging. I received several encouraging words and affirmation of how the information shared was so helpful and even a relief because people felt like they now know and understand better the components of mental health, mental health hygiene, and mental health illness. Today, I want you to know and understand how to get ready for therapy. Maybe you're on the fence about therapy or even finding a therapist seems difficult and even scary. So we're going to discuss the different types of therapists, the different types of therapies, and you can research for yourself and be equipped with some information as to you choosing the best therapist for you. It's my belief that everyone deserves a therapist. Everyone deserves a therapist because life happens. And as I stated with you last week, life happens without our permission. And there are certain points in life where life just seems downright disrespectful in that it grips us and it takes a hold of us and sometimes holds us hostage. Everyone needs that safe, protected place where they can be vulnerable, open, and able to learn what best fits them for the goals and dreams that that you have in your life. And that is my goal for you to get what you would like out of your life. Therapy is not always an easy step to take. However, I, I, I want to ensure you that it is so worth it when you get to the right person and you know what you want when you get there. Remember, life is a journey and our experiences are unique. I want you to build your own mental health hygiene process. I want you to build that toolbox that best fits you. So how do you get ready for therapy? How do you even begin to contemplate going to therapy? 
you need to do some reflection and some goal setting. If you're in a position to grab a notebook, a pen, a piece of paper, um, or listen to this segment over and over until you get the notes that you need to even help you start your journey. The first step we're going to talk about is you needing the time to do some reflection and some goal setting for yourself. You know, take the time to really think about what you want to achieve in therapy. I want you to ask yourself these questions. What goals do I want to accomplish? What childhood or adult trauma do I want to address or heal from? What personal growth do I want to achieve? What's been going on in my life, be it work, family, personal insecurities, personal or professional goals or dreams unrealized or realized, but you struggle in? What has been going on in my life that I can work on? And that's where your reflection will start. That is a personal thing because only you know, only you know what's going on in your life and what you would like to work on. If you've been feeling some type of way about yourself for a while, unmotivated, feeling sad, conflicted about decisions, or decision-making, unsure about boundaries and how to create them or even manage them. In this day and age, there's been so much loss. People have been grieving a loss, whether it is of a loved one or a relationship or even yourself, feeling lost within yourself. Remember, mental health is the way you think, you feel, and act in a healthy way to deal with life experiences, good, bad, and indifferent. Such things as anxiety and stress, depression, a broken heart, lack of motivation, sadness, grief and loss. All of these things, therapy can be an important part of a process or a system to improve where you want to go and be in life. Being able to build that toolbox starts with knowing and understanding what you want out of life and seeking the help you need to reach your goals. And that's your reflection, taking the time to sit down because reflection means a careful consideration. It means to go back and give thought to. And so, when you start to reflect, you know, take, take a piece of paper and a pen, record yourself, record, talk to yourself about what you would like to do, what you're reflecting on. Um, I, I have clients who do video blogs or they do recordings and they may send me things that they want to, want to share with me in an authentic manner. So those are things that you could do. You could start a journal. Those, that will give you the time to just 
weigh in on yourself. What is it that I really want to accomplish? And when you get one, two, three, you may do more good things that you want to reflect on and work on, then you have a good step. You have a good first step. You want to set the goals. And setting goals means and looks like, okay, what do I want to pinpoint? The most important things in your life, what is it that you really want to accomplish? Now, I want to not be as anxious. I don't want to have as much trepidation, meaning I don't want to be nervous all the time. I want to be able to go out with my friends without avoiding them and not knowing why I avoid them. Goals must have a benefit for you in order for you to commit to it. So it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing, the commitment and the reflection piece. Another part of setting goals is, let's go to the second step. Second step, and there's seven that I've pulled together that I believe are important for you setting a goal. And these go into SMART goals, um, setting a goal and writing it down. So often we just say, okay, I want to accomplish this goal. And you say it to yourself. However, you don't write it down. You have so much going on in life and in the world that if you don't write it down, how many of you even remember what happened when you got up this morning? How many of you are thinking, oh, I'm supposed to do something. What am I supposed to do? You didn't write it down. You didn't put it in your phone. It's not in an alarm. And so it's just gone until something happens to jog that part of your memory. So the second part of writing, of, of setting goals is to write it down. And then the third step is for you to identify those obstacles. What will hold you back from completing your goals? What will hold you back from stepping into that first session with your therapist? What will happen that will interrupt you going to therapy, continuing therapy? And what will actually be an obstacle for you even making the first step of sitting down and reflecting, of setting goals? The fourth step in setting goals and what that means and looks like is to make a plan. And what I mean by that is, is simply this. If you're going to make a plan, then write that down as well. Step one, I'm going to take two, I'm going to take this weekend, two or three days, and I'm going to write down some of my reflections. I want to write down some of those things I've been considering, I've been thinking about. And then I'm going to start to set a goal of when I want to start looking for a therapist, when I want to start to call my insurance company to see, you know, if I'm covered. Um, I'm going to look at my finances to see if 
I can afford the copay or do I need to call my insurance company to see if I am exempt from copays? You're going to set a plan and then you're going to set a timeline. A timeline meaning, you know, I'm thinking about this and it is what, February 28th. By March 15th, I want to be sitting in someone's office, in someone's chair, or I want to, ha- want to have set up my first virtual telehealth visit with my therapist. And so you're giving yourself a timeline to reflect, to set goals, to check in with your insurance company, to check and see if there are any free services in your area. And then you're going to get to it. And before you get to it, number six says, have an accountability partner. Let that be your therapist. Let that be a coworker, a good friend that you've confided in. Uh, your accountability partner can also be you. Writing those goals down, writing those reflections down, keeping a journal, whether it is in your phone or whether you're old school like me and you have to write it down and you have a journal. Hold yourself accountable and then commit to yourself. Commit to the block of time that you and your therapist set up to protect that time for you. And then now you know every single week, every other week, and and sometimes it may be twice a week that you're initially saying, I'm going to commit to going to my therapist and talking through my reflections, my goals, because Your therapist would want to set a treatment plan for you. They want to make sure that they are in sync with you. You are in sync with them. And you want to make sure that you're sitting in front of the right person for you and for your journey. It is so important. Everyone's reasons are personal, or professional, and there's no right or wrong reason to seek therapy, to go to therapy, or to even continue with therapy. Try to understand what brought you to therapy and how you hope to leave. You don't want to leave the same way you showed up. You want there to be growth. And I tell people this, Just because you start with one therapist doesn't mean that's the therapist you're going to end up with. Because sometimes you'll find that, oh, wow, I I connect with this therapist, but you've been still doing your research and now you want to do something different. And we're going to talk about the different types of therapies that you can explore. Therapy must is, is most productive when, when it's introspective. So it's a good idea to pinpoint what is weighing on you and the, on you the most. And 
you having an active voice in your therapy, in your mental health, you being able to show up, even if you are not sure of the goals, or even if you're not sure because you have so much on your plate and so much that you're dealing with, when you go to therapy, that's what that space is for. That space is for you to have a licensed professional to hear you out, to help you fish out those true goals, those true reflection. And the and unpacking, what, what is it that I really need? Because sometimes we don't always know. And that's okay. I'm here to tell you that that's okay. Because every time you put one foot in front of the other to help your mental health, as long as you have that therapist with you or a confidant that's going to help to keep you accountable, guess what? You'll win. You'll win. It's not going to always happen in that first step or second step. Be open to the process. Be open to it. If you're not sure why you opted for therapy or what you hope to achieve, don't get stressed. It may feel stressful, but don't be stressed. Too much. (laughs) While it's good to have an idea of what you're hoping to achieve, it's normal to be unsure. And you need some help sorting that out. That's a part of what therapy offers, you figuring it out. When we come back, we're going to explore the realistic expectations for therapy I'm so excited that you're here listening. Give us a call if you have any questions. I'll be back and we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to keep empowering you to take charge of your mental health. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
You are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Your Therapy Doctor. Yes, I am Dr. Pauline Belton, and I am so excited that you have continued to come back and listen in on the conversation. I also want you to be a part of the conversation if you have any questions at all. Our first segment, we were talking about getting you ready for therapy, getting you ready for therapy, meaning The first step of you reflecting, setting goals, and taking the time for you to consider what you want to achieve going to therapy and what you want to achieve going through therapy. So with that, we've talked about several things. You being able to pinpoint what is most important in your life, writing those goals down, writing those goals down, identifying obstacles, committing to the process. That is what I want you to do. Be able to commit to the process. Segment, let's see. We're going to talk about having those realistic expectations. So (laughs) I've had clients to come to my office and they will say, how long will this take? Do I have to come back? Like for how long? (laughs) And and I can't answer that. It's really on you. It's really on you what you would like to do in order to achieve your goals. And your therapist is going to help you with that. So having realistic goals, meaning therapy can be great and can be extremely beneficial for you. However, it is not a magical or mystical cure-all. When you walk into your first counseling session, don't expect to leave there cured. <laughs> you're, you're not going to be cured in 45 minutes or even an hour. Why? Because it did not take you all of this time that in your reflection, in your goal setting, to even reflect on our or own or even accept that you need therapy or even want therapy. Because sometimes people, it's not that they need it. They want it because they want to be a different version of themselves, okay? And so don't expect to be cured in the first session. I don't want you to be disappointed. (laughs) I don't want you to walk in and say, oh, that wasn't well. You have to talk through and you have to work through those things that you really deem most important for you, okay? And and even if you walk in, here's what is going to be 
a success for you. The successful thing for you to do as you walk in or even anticipate going to therapy or continuing therapy, or even if you're going to therapy and you feel bored or you feel like you're not getting what you need, talk to your therapist and let her, let him or her know what your feeling and what your expectations are at this point. Okay. Here's what I want you to be able to do. Go in with at least three goals. Even if you go in with one or you go in with a feeling that you've had for quite some time and you want to work on. Because it may not have manifested itself into a goal yet until you talk to someone about what's happening. You can put down a list of symptoms that you've had in the past two weeks, uh, six months, or even a year. Like what's, what's been on your mind? And then I want you to go in with an open mind and being truthful with the therapist that you choose. If you do those things, write down a goal or a symptom, have an open mind, commit yourself to the process and be truthful and do the work, Houston, I tell you, you may have the most amazing start to your journey and you will have added to your toolbox. Just make sure your goals are manageable and that you understand that therapy is a process. That, that is a staple in, in my office as you walk in. Therapy is a process that requires you to do some work outside of therapy as well as in therapy. Just because you show up once or twice a week and you go home for the rest of the week, you have another 23 hours in your day. You have another six days to consider. So there's practice that needs to happen. Whatever you learn, whatever you learn, be able to transfer and translate it back into your real life, until what's happening in your life. It may take a few weeks or even a few months. I've had people in therapy for over a year, over two years, depending on what they're coming to therapy for. Again, it's what you want to accomplish, whether it's personal or professional. Sometimes people come because it is personal and professional and it's affecting how they show up in their life, how they want to show up in their life. It's extremely important for you to be empowered. That's what I want for you. I want you to be empowered to take charge of your mental health and for you to have the information and the toolbox to move forward in whatever that looks like for you. Because therapy will require work from you. 
as well as your therapist. Here's the other thing. I want you to give yourself credit. For a long time, and we talked about it this last week, the stigma of mental illness prevented people from seeking help. And in society today, we know a lot more about mental health. I broke it down for you, mental health, mental health hygiene, and mental health illness. Don't get them mixed up. They are very independent. However, they impact each other. Very important. They're independent topics. However, they impact each other. Many people are still unable to take that first step to see a professional. So if you come as far as to even listening to this show, to learn, to to gain more information, that's a start for you. And I'm happy to be on that journey for you. It means that you are taking steps to empower yourself. Therapy is not a one and done service. (laughs) I can't express that enough. It is a journey, an adventure for which you will have a committed, licensed professional right by your side every step of the way. You're committed to yourself. You're committed to your mental health. You're committed to your treatment goals. That is most important. Here's what I share with individuals. And especially individuals I am charged as their therapist. Protect your scheduled time by ensuring that therapy is your priority in your life. Make it a priority because you are a priority. Do the work. You and your therapist, you're going to set the stage for your growth. That's your accountability partner. However, you're going to hold your therapist accountable for just as much as they are going to hold you accountable because you made this step. And it's important. Focus on the goals and the treatment plan so you don't lose sight of your purpose. And always, always ask questions. Always ask questions because this is your life. This is what you have set forth for yourself. Here's a big thing. Getting ready for therapy and, and this is a huge part for quite a few people because we have insurance. Some Most people on average have insurance. However, they don't know the breakdown of the insurance. So you need to consult your insurance plan and you need to take a look at your financial budget. There are several different ways. And here's the best way that I say. On your insurance card is a direct number for member services. There's also a direct number that says mental health 
and substance abuse. That's not to say that you have any substance abuse or abuse of mental health. What it means is these are the things that you may call for services for. And it's a direct number that connects you to a member service agent who will tell you what your eligibility is, meaning what you're entitled to, and your benefits, what is available to you. It's also there because they're going to tell you whether you even have a copay, meaning a copay is what you will pay out of pocket. The rest of it, the insurance company will pay. You have a right to know what these services are. And mental health is usually a different caveat than your medical health and even your substance abuse health. This will allow you to plan your visits to know what you are expected to do each time you show up because mental health providers, therapists, counselors, they need to know this just as well as when you go to your regular doctor's office for a checkup. They're going to ask you for your insurance card and they're going to ask you to pay your copay or not pay your copay because you don't have one. But you need to know that first. Don't leave it up to the institution to know that. Don't leave it up to the office to know that. I want you empowered. I want you knowledgeable. I want you to be able to say, hey, this is what this is and this is what this is not. (laughs) That is a part of you not only giving yourself credit, but giving yourself the empowerment to know, understand what your eligibility is, what you're entitled to, which is your benefits. It's gonna be so great for you to begin to know and understand that stuff because guess what? That puts you back in the seat, the driver's seat. It's going to feel good. It's going to feel good. There are several different resources that you can go to. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about where do you even go to start to look for therapists across the country, in the world, okay? Before that, Again, I want you to have realistic expectations. Therapy is not a one-size-fit-all or a one-and-done. It is a journey. It is a process. One for which the more information you have, the more background work that you do, you keep yourself in the driver's seat. You are putting yourself first and making yourself a priority. And that is so important. So important. 
be able to schedule and know beforehand how much time are you willing to devote to therapy? Because when you start to talk to your therapist, guess what? The both of you may decide on a specific time or a duration. Preparing yourself to open up emotionally can be stressful. So giving yourself all the tools that we've just talked about will help to regulate and get you calm. It's perfectly natural. So invest time in focusing on yourself, committing to yourself, giving yourself, hey, the priority. It's important. I've said this over and over, mental health is each and every one of our responsibilities, not only for others, but for ourselves. So write down those reflections, set those goals, commit to the process, commit to yourself, and check out your insurance. What is it that you are entitled to and what's available to you? We're going to be back and we're going to talk about the different types of therapies and what you should be looking for for you. I love that you're here with me having this conversation. I'm going to answer a few questions also before we leave. Check back in. This is your therapy doctor, and I'm Dr. Pauline Belton. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Mental health education, awareness, relationships, self-care, mental health therapies, and topics surrounding trauma. Your therapy doctor, hosted by Dr. Pauline Belton, has it all. Dr. Belton is a licensed clinical professional counselor and a board-certified hypnotherapist. She will help you in the areas of mental health awareness, getting yourself ready for therapy, and so much more. Your Therapy Doctor, Mondays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to Your Therapy Doctor with Dr. Pauline Belton. If you have a question for Dr. Belton or her guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5791. That's 866-472-5791. 
Now, back to the show. Here again is Dr. Pauline Belton. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for still being here listening to Therapy, Your Therapy Doctor. And I am your host, Dr. Pauline Belton. I want to continue the conversation about getting ready for therapies. So many people will call and ask, do you do CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy? Do you do EMDR? Do you do hypnosis? Do you have groups? Do you do grief and loss? All of those are valid questions for you to ask when you're seeking out a therapist. Understand this. On average, therapists are licensed and trained in most areas. And what they begin to do is have a specialty. Some therapists will specialize in cognitive behavior therapy. Some therapists will specialize in trauma therapy. Some therapists will also use different types of tools in therapy to help move their patient or client along. And all of those different therapies depend on what you are looking for and what you have talked with your therapist about. When you come to therapy, your therapist is going to want to do some inventories. They're going to ask you questions. They're going to do an intake and they're going to want to learn more about you. Don't be afraid to ask questions yourself because just like the therapist is going to want to learn more about you, you should learn about your therapist. You should learn what you are going to need or even want moving forward. Cognitive behavioral therapy is a therapy that is used to connect what a person thinks to what they feel and how they behave. And so it's a process of making you more aware. That is the very watered down way of saying that. Behavioral therapy is we're going to take a behavior. We're going to figure out and drill down. Why are you having this particular reaction? Why are you acting this way? And we're going to dial it back to go and look at your emotions, your situations. And then there's reality therapy. 
reality therapy is taking a situation and looking at it step by step where the therapist is going to give you some real feedback. You may have a harsh, not harsh, but you may have a an aggressive way of feeling about it sometimes because humans, we're humans. We may get defensive about someone telling us the absolute truth. And your therapist is going to know when is the best way or how to tell you in reality therapy what you need to know and what you may need to do in order for you to accomplish your goals. There's so many different types of therapies. So when you're looking for something, do your research. Do your research, go online, you may Google, but do understand these are therapies and a therapist will bring those to life based on your goals, based on your expectations and based on what you want to get out of therapy, which is why you need to have constant or purposeful communication with your therapist about what you need. And your therapist will in turn share with you and develop with you a treatment plan that they see best fits you and what they bring to the table. Be open to that process. Be open to the process and be able to be open enough to say, okay, I'm committed to this. It's not going to always feel good. It's not going to always sound good. However, I am here to shift my thought process. I'm here to change my behavior. I'm here to accomplish my goals. You don't want a therapist that is going to say, yes, you're right to everything. That's not going to get you your change. You want to make sure that you're going to be able to show up with your goals, with your reflection, with your commitment. And so when you talk about going in and you're searching for someone who does trauma therapy, someone who is going to help you to pinpoint your anxiety attacks, your panic attacks, your hypersensitivity to the environment or to 
words or phrases. Trauma comes in so many different facets that your therapist is going to sit with you and take you through that process. A licensed professional will be able to sit with you, prioritize with you where to start, and hopefully, most often, it's not going to be one type of therapy that they do with you. It may be an eclectic rendition of therapies. In my private practice, I do several different types of therapies, maybe even in one session. Mindfulness. I love for my clients, for my patients to be aware of themselves. So I'm going to challenge them with mindful therapy, strategies and techniques. I'm going to challenge them to do deep breathing, to learn cognitive distortions that may interrupt their daily or even moment-to-moment living. I also may be able to do with them hypnosis because that's a separate certification. I get them calm. I introduce them to that. That's not for everyone, and it's okay. You're going to go in and you're going to talk to your therapist and you're going to devise a treatment plan for you. You're going to be able to know and understand that you are the process. You are a huge part of why it will be successful. So go easy on yourself. It is absolutely normal or within average for you to be nervous or anxious going into therapy. And understand your goals may change. Therapy is a process by which your goals may change because what? Life happens. You may have lost a job, gained employment, change the relationship, have a broken heart. And then you talk to your therapist about those things in the moment, in the time in which it's happening. Reflect on your sessions. Consider everything that's been said and how, you, how it made you feel. Consider yourself in this process at all times. Make yourself the priority. I cannot say that enough. Here are three top resources for you to start looking and even researching a a therapist. Psychology Today. Psychologytoday.com has 
therapists, psychiatrists from all over the world. Therapyforblackgirls.com, another one that is a mountain of information of therapists across the world. Another site, goodtherapy.com. You're going to be able to find as many therapists with different types of specialties and even general information. Again, psychologytoday.com, Black Girls, therapyforblackgirls.com, and goodtherapy.com. Those are three of the top search engines for therapists. You can put in your zip code, press the button, and it'll let you know whether it's virtual, in person. It lets you know their specialties, and you can begin to decide what works best for you. It has been my absolute pleasure being here again with you today. Today's segment, Getting Ready for Therapy, you being committed to the process, your reflection, you being able to commit to you. If you've not gotten a chance to write your notes, tune back in. Check us out later this evening, the rest of the week. Come back next Monday. This is your therapy doctor, and I am Dr. Pauline Belton, and I am so honored to have this conversation with you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Your Therapy Doctor. We hope we have given you some useful information to make your therapy journey easier. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.